my kill. He makes a kill tonight. Welcome back to Screen 101. I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And this is the first week of Female Directors Spotlight Month. Ooh la la. And it's also the first week of You're Welcome, Matt, month because, well, okay, first and only week of your, it's it's Your Welcome, Matt, <laughs> there week you go. There is you go. what's you going on. Yourself. Um, let's, uh, let, let's sit down and let me take you back all the way to our very first episode. We watched, uh, Shannon and I, we watched I, Madman, starring Jenny Wright. Um, I mentioned that she also starred in Near Dark. I also mentioned uh, rather rashly <clears throat> that I had not yet seen Near Dark, which caused an uproar in our two listeners. <laughs> but especially the fans Matt. Were upset. <clears throat> Matt has been hounding me to watch this movie for like, well, since then, since exactly then. <laughs> so I'm excited to finally have watched it. It's Catherine Bigelow's first solo outing. And let's talk about the plot, and then we can just... Oh, wait, no, no, we're doing 10 word reviews now. Oh, yeah, we are. I didn't even bother doing that. Oh, great. Okay. Um, Point the mic at your mouth, Sergio. Uh, what? It's, I'm looking it's, at it's my It's like this is reviews. your first time. I didn't see <clears throat> the little 10 word reviews things. You didn't remind me. Well, um, they're right there up at the top. Okay, let's take a pause. Oh, my God. Okay, hold on. And we're back. <laughs> All right, we're back from that short little break where I had to write reviews. Okay. Um, let's do, again, we watched the same three movies because we're best friends. Oh my God. Um, so do you want to start and I'll, uh, echo with my review? Okay, sure. So my first review is for Death Becomes Her and it is, I see Meryl and Goldie and I love them. That's a great review. (laughs) Um, and mine is 20 minutes too long, but delightfully stylish, wicked fun. And I forgot to mention Bruce Willis, who is awesome. That was my 10. addendum 10-word review. Okay. Um, next. Next is one-hour photo. One-hour photo. Robin Williams proves he can freak you out. It's true. I mean, he could do that. He did that in Mrs. Doubtfire, too. But um, He did not scare anybody <clears throat> in Mrs. Doubtfire. He's just so manic. Um, sorry. I was not. That movie made me cry as a kid. I was like a little two-year-old just crying tears. When he threw fruit at Pierce Brosnan? Yes. Anyway, um, waste of food. My review of one hour photo is: I'd rethink printing photos if people did that anymore. <laughs> mm, okay, and last but not least is monster trucks. I fell asleep, and you will too. My review is: Deep shame time. I kind of liked it. Jane Levy rocks. Okay, Jane Levy was good. She was great, but unfortunately, the movie was not about her. It was about some some dude and a creature. And that was just, it was not my cup of tea. That's fair. <clears throat> anyway, speaking of other cups of tea, um, let's talk about Near Dark. Here's the plot. What does it do with anybody's cup of tea? Well, it's somebody's cup of tea. It's Matt's cup of tea. Okay. Yes, Matt, we're here for you. Cowboy Caleb Colton, that's a great name, meets gorgeous May at a bar, and the two have an immediate attraction. But when May turns out to be a vampire and bites Caleb on the neck, their relationship gets complicated. Racked with a craving for human blood, Caleb is forced to leave his family and ride with May and her gang of vampires, including the evil Severin. Well, that's judgmental. Uh. Along the way, Caleb must decide between his new love of May and the love of his family. That's maybe the worst written sentence I've ever read out loud. 
the new love of May. <clears throat> well, I mean, beware, May's a great month. Beware the Ides of May. What? Almost like May is a great month. Yeah, sure. My sure. sister was born then. That's cool. Okay, I like going. her. Keep going. Start us off, Brennan. Um, as always, we rate the film on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality uh, for, on a scale from one to five. And let's dive on into it. Uh, scariness ranking. Sergio, how are you feeling? I was at the tip or the edge of my seat. You paid for your whole seat, but you only needed the edge? Yeah. Um. No, I'm joking. I'm going to give it a two. Okay. I was never scared in the movie, really. Um, I thought it does because it's such a stylish movie. I thought it does a good job of like setting up the scene. Um, and there were maybe some moments where I felt that there was a little bit of tension. Like I was waiting for her to bite him. I was waiting for her to reveal she's a vampire because I knew it was a vampire movie going in. Yeah. Um, so Although was, they never say the word vampire. In yeah, this movie. that was a funny thing. Um, but never was I really ever scared. Even when he was like on the verge of dying, I was just like, it's a pretty shot. Yeah, this is definitely. Obviously, it's Catherine Bigelow's attempt, not attempt, I mean, she did it, but she was trying to make a Western, and... I was excited for it being a Western. I forgot, a ri- like, when, once you put it in, I had already forgotten what it was about, so... That seems about right. It's, yeah, that's totally what I would do. Um, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. He's at a Western, he's with his buddy, he's trying to, you know, like, hit on some girls... But then I remember, like, oh, it's supposed to be a vampire movie, and that's why they're all alone, and she's, mm-hmm. like, obsessed with getting home before dawn. And I was like, oh, so I see what's going to happen here. Uh, yeah, basically. I also gave it two out of five scariness. I don't know. As proven by our vampire month, I'm not sure I really like vampires that much. I'm still not really convinced. Um, they're Obviously, vampire movies can produce some really great shots of, like, red blood on white skin, and there are a lot of good shots in this movie of people like appearing out of the mist. But I'm also not super into westerns. That's just not really my thing. Um but also it wasn't as scary cuz it was like a third western, a third romance and a third horror and a, the horror wasn't really present and that's fine. That wasn't mm-hmm. what it was doing. Um I did like there was an element of like unpredictability that character Severin played by Bill Paxton there's Bill Paxton and Bill oh, Pullman. Oh, that's the dad? No, Severin's the weird one with the spurs. Oh, okay. Is Bill Pullman the dad? No, Lance Henriksen is the dad. Oh. Bill Pullman's not in this. Okay, sorry. I thought the dad was somebody famous who I recognized. Well, he's Lance Henriksen. He's from Aliens. We recently watched him in Piranha 2, The Spawning. He was the helicopter pilot who crashes helicopter into the ocean. Okay, maybe that's where I recognized him. Uh, he's in a lot of stuff. Okay, cool. Um... Anyway, yep, uh, campiness. What's your campiness score? My campiness score was... Wait, what'd you give it for scariness? Two. Two? Okay, we're on the same page. I gave it two. There wasn't a lot of camp to be had. Um, it takes yeah, they mostly they mostly stayed out in motels. They didn't go camping at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the film takes itself rather seriously. Uh, there are funny-ish moments, like... The bar scene, I think, is probably the height of funny in that movie. Yeah, um, like, they're, it's playful. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe like when the kid is having like a, a drag and also drinking and they're playing cards, it's like, Oh, look at this kid. He's smoking. He shouldn't be doing that, but he's not a kid. Yeah, He's like of, 80 years old. It's kind of funny. It's kind of funny seeing his action, like actions in the background as the scene is going on. Mm-hmm. Like, and that kid is Joshua John Miller who co-wrote the final girls. So he went on to do big and better things. Ooh, we're, see that we're saving that for our quality judgment. Um, no, that was me being a dick. Or no, that was me. That was just simply me, you know, voicing an opinion. 
Um, you can have opinions. That's fine. Okay, so back what I was saying is like the kid was just like, you know how when you watch a movie and like it's a dance movie, like there's a dance scene, or it's at a dance or something, and mm-hmm. then you see people like kind of like fake dancing. Yesterday when we saw that one movie. Oh, we were we were watching. It was in Death Becomes Her. Uh-huh. Um, there's a shot where Bruce Willis is pushing out into this giant crowd of party people, and it's just a bunch of extras. Uh-huh. Um, and there's this one blonde extra that I noticed because he was cute. But um, I noticed he was talking and like milling around like everyone else. But he did not have a scene partner. He was just talking to no one and uh-huh. hoping you wouldn't notice. Uh-huh. So it was like that where you saw the kid just continuously puffing a cigarette and uh-huh. like playing cards while the other two leads were talking. In the background, it was just—it was a funny thing it was to a see that humorous business. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I also gave it a two out of five for campiness. I mean, I don't know if he even deserves that. It might deserve a one out of five. Like, I don't have any notes on this. I was like, uh, like it was like it was mostly a serious movie, and it mm-hmm. was mostly successful in its goals. I don't think it really struck me personally, just mm-hmm. as a in to my interests, but it did what it was doing well. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna reduce it to one out of five perms. I was <gasps> I was mean. Wow, taking that back. I don't know. I thought it had some fun with the character. I guess Severin is the character with the spurs. I had fun. Yeah, with Yeah, he him. was very Mad Maxy. Um, he was very over the top. Uh, I was like, at what point would anybody even do this? Uh, but yeah, it was good. Yeah, you're right. And also, like some of the effects, kind of to me, gave it a little bit more of a, of a fun. So, what's your effects score? My effects score is a three. Ooh, okay. That was me being okay with it. Um. I thought it was decent for a low-budget movie. I can't imagine that they spent a lot on this. Uh, uh, my favorite effects were the ones that involved fire. I'm very much uh, like a child of Beavis and Like, fire! You're a pyro. Fire! Um, and, yeah, I had a couple favorite scenes, but I'm going to let you share your score, and we can talk about those later. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to give it two out of five uh, <sighs> neck wounds. Like a lot of low-budget vampire movies, it just relies on, like, little dollops of like ketchup on somebody's neck um it gets a two solely for um severin's kill in the bar scene where mm-hmm. he uses his spurs to slash the that was throat. my favorite effect scene. yeah that's awesome like that was really cool that i liked that scene and also the shootout later at the motel where, yeah that um, was definitely a western scene uh-huh. it could have been in the first half and of it was from also Dusk to also reminiscent kind of a fright night where like at the final scene you see him shooting it to the into the, the building ceiling. The seal, whatever he's shooting, um, and like beams of light are coming in, and like you have to dodge those beams of light, otherwise mm-hmm. they'll kill you. That was my, a very well shot scene uh-huh. too. But my problem with that scene was is that they showed like two instances of beams of light hurting Severin, but then like at the end of it, you see them like straight up the light beams hitting them and having no effect on them, and so I was a little bummed out about that. Yeah, the I don't I think the cinematographer stopped paying attention at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Um, or the actors did, and it's probably their fault. They were just like, what? I've been trained to find my light. Here it is. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, no, the spur death was cool. It Vampire movies either have crazy effects or almost no effects. Mm-hmm. And this was one that definitely was less focused on the, the horrifying mm-hmm. elements, like we've talked about. Yeah, I think we'll have the biggest discussion during our quality segment. I thought, you know what I think I like about this movie? I guess this will be more for quality, but I'm going to suit it for effects anyway. Okay. Uh, was I guess they had like a variety of sets that they used. Yeah, they, it, um, you felt like you were traveling with these people. Yeah, I felt like I was in an open field. I could see that that field was used for grazing or whatever, farming. Um, I was at a bus station. I was at a hotel. I was at a different hotel. Um, I was at a police station at one point, wasn't I? Uh, bus station. No, it was a bus station. There was a cop there, though. Uh, or was he a cop? Oh my god, yes. 
Okay, sorry, I'm confused. Well, because uh, you were not paying attention very visibly for like 20 minutes there. Remember, lots is going on on my phone right now, okay? Like, shoddy's blowing up my phone. Okay. Um, I should have hit you on your cell phone. Oh my god. My quality score, uh, with apologies to Matt, I'm going to give it 3 out of 5 unlucky stars. Like I said, I thought it was very well made, and I thought it hit, it's... Its aims and its achievements are, like, solid. Mm -hmm. Like, it does what it sets out to do. But I don't really care. <laughs> um, <clears throat> no, here's the thing. I, we were talking off mic about this. I don't really like movies about people resisting the powers that they've attained. Because, basically, the crux of this movie is whether or not... Um, what the hell is his name? What's the... Uh, call, call uh, Caleb. Caleb. Oh. <laughs> it's whether or not Caleb is going to sum like submit to his vampire urges and kill someone, mm -hmm. and obviously that's something about he's struggling to retain his humanity, and that's a story that's totally valid. I just wanted to see him bite some people's necks. Like mm -hmm. that was me being see, me, I liked and that's that. not fair to uh -huh. ask of the movie because not what it was about. Yeah. But I would have preferred that. See, I liked the fact that that was the main plot line was that he was fighting the urge to be a vampire. Mm -hmm. um, because for a while during the beginning part of the movie, I liked the second half much more than the first half. Because in the first half, I felt that I was like, what is the plot line? He's been bitten already. Like, why are we just wandering mm -hmm. around, moseying through scenes, like having him uh, suck her blood after she's killed someone? Mm -hmm. um, but then once you explain to me, like, oh, the plot line is clearly he's having issues with, you know, his his new life yeah. as a vampire. Um, I was like, oh, okay, I can see that. I can dig that. I can get into that. Uh, but I thought that they did a really good job kind of exploring uh, a way out of that life. That was, that, that's probably the biggest issue I have with this film. Really? You don't like the fact that he can like reverse the thing? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess we, we didn't mention the spoilers, but at this point, you know, we're spoiling this. Uh -huh. Um, his dad like somehow gives him a blood transfusion and like turns him back from a vampire, yeah. which is in violation to like all vampire lore ever. To That's be fine. Fair, though, Every movie has their own rules. To be fair though, they never mentioned that they were vampires. That's true. I guess maybe they were I am legend vampires where they have like an illness or something. Yeah. Um No, I just didn't really like that because I think the biggest struggle with in a vampire film, I think I would have respected his struggle more if it was something like you got stuck with this curse. You can either give into it or resist it painfully. Mm -hmm. Like he found a super easy way out. He was mm -hmm. like, "Oh, I can just not be a vampire mm -hmm. anymore, and I'll be great." And I'm like, "Well, what's there's uh, that there's that those stakes aren't high enough for me." And okay. then he turns his girlfriend back, and then they're just like in love. And I'm like, "But why do I watch this movie then?" Okay. I was um, giving it a four, and I might give it a three. Then I guess. No, I, I um, don't. I don't mean to talk you down. Mm -hmm. I just this is. Why I didn't. No, because you're right. Because that is good seeing someone like sacrifice themselves because they're not ready to live out their lives as a murderer. Like, um, I don't know if it was intended. I don't remember. You can probably remind me. Uh, in the like, what's that movie we saw with the little girl and the little boy, vampires? Uh, let the right one in. Let the right one in. The woman in the hospital, like she asked someone to open the blinds for yeah, her. Yeah, and right? she caught on fire. And she caught on fire. Like she was expecting that to happen, right? Yeah. Okay, because she couldn't live her life as a vampire. So, mm -hmm. like. I like that kind of thing too. Um, Just that struggle makes more sense to me, and I I'm more interested. It does. In it. it makes more sense, and it ties in more with the lore. Um, this one just kind of finds a way out, which I think is like okay, like it's an original. It's an original it, idea. I've so. never seen that before. Exactly. Like it's very original, but it's also super abrupt. It comes uh -huh. out of nowhere. His dad just like has a bunch of 
blood transfusion yeah, stuff in the back of strange. his van. How does he even know what's going on? Like he hasn't seen him as a vampire. I'm very. We don't know what the dad does. Maybe he's a vampire hunter. <laughs> but maybe. um, yeah. What, what was I gonna say? Oh, um, that struggle is just not as interesting to me, and I'm sorry about that. Um, One thing I did not like was the love story. I mean, I did and I didn't. Okay. Um, this this love story is like Romeo and Juliet, in that the two protagonists are morons. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, well, I mean, they they met in one day, and we're supposed to be like, oh, they're in love, and it's like, mm. I know, it's cla- like there's a lot of excuses to explain away this, but it just wasn't doing it for me. I was annoyed with his behavior at the beginning. It was very aggressive. Uh huh. And then I was annoyed with his behavior at the end. Um, what do you mean? Like that he just kind of like chilled back into home life and ignored the vampire people? Uh, not that. I felt that was okay. I felt like the home could have ended there. I felt like we really didn't need to have him kill the vampires and save her. Yeah, there's a very extended climax there. Um, with the terrible child actress that's playing his sister. She yeah. just looks like she's stoned the whole time. I don't know. Did she want to be saved? or The girl? Uh-huh. I feel like he did it without her permission. You mean Ray? Yeah. Um, Or May? I don't... I think... She, I don't... She wasn't really a character. She was barely in That's it. That's why... Yeah, the the it was kind of a truncated love story. Uh-huh. I kind of liked the part where she was showing him like the ropes, like this is what you have to do. Mm-hmm. But even then, I was bored. Yeah, you very much were. I had to like keep poking you to make you pay attention. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. No, I don't know. Like, like I said, it's all very well realized. The shots are incredible. And Lance Henriksen, every line he says is solid gold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, what's I have it written down? Oh, where'd it go? Oh, there's a part where he's like. Oh, we just want a couple moments of your time. The same duration as the rest of your life. And it's like, oh, no. Yeah, go and get him. There's a part where he says something about your gut snapping like a bull whip. I'm like, Ugh. this is great. Like Lance Henriksen is knocking it out of the park because his like, vampire clan dad. I liked his scar. <clears throat> yeah, that was cool. Like, mm-hmm. the vampires were cool. Like, there was vampire dad, Lance Henriksen, and then there was the lady, also from Aliens. Most of the cast was from Aliens. Really? Apparently. Oh, wow. Um, so she and James Cameron were like swapping it around. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the mom lady, she, she was just like a wild card. She reminded me of a Sadie from the last house on the left. Like mm-hmm. just the lady part, like the lady mm-hmm. portion. And then there's like, a little kid and then there was the crazy Mad Max dude. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I'm into it. But yeah. Um, I remembered what I was going to say about the stakes of the vampirism. I prefer it to be like an STD or a disease of some kind where it's something, you don't mean to contract. It's been. It's kind of like a curse that's put upon you, but you still have to deal with it. That's forever okay. now. Okay. Like if you get a disease, um, that's Who's permanent. Who's to say that there wasn't like a sequel to this movie or like an intended sequel where their kid came out and it was a vampire, did little fangs. She couldn't breastfeed the child because well, the, the vampires in this movie don't even have fangs. Oh yeah, they're just like regular human teeth, and I'm not scared of that. <laughs> um, but yeah. Oh, Tangerine Dream score, super majestic. Love that. I liked and disliked it, but like that's any score. Yeah, you're not really a synth guy. Um, yeah, I think that's okay, my. If you were to describe this movie it. to to um a random passerby, what would you say? Um, I would say, don't go in looking for a vampire movie. Um, it's that's kind of what I would say. I was like, it's Mad Max meets Drive meets like vampire lane yeah it, it's it's a moody atmospheric horror western mm-hmm. 
And that's cool. I'm glad it exists. I'm glad they someone let them make that. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's just not really for me. Mm-hmm. Again, with apologies to Matt, I hope he's not tearing out his hair. Like, I totally respect all the craft that went into making this. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a very well-made film, and there's a lot of good stuff going mm-hmm. on. But just the story didn't really resonate with me. Okay. I liked the Western aspect more than I liked the vampirism. So, Matt, if you have any recommendations for a Western, let me know, because I'm here for that. Okay. Um, His recommendation, I can tell you, is probably going to be Bone Tomahawk, so we should watch that. Is that a Mel Gibson movie? Uh, No. It's a Kurt Russell movie. His okay. other... uh, Well, his uncle. Okay. <laughs> 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 the run did this to me. Oh no. We went running before this. So if you if you can smell sweat, we're sorry. Yeah. Um da, 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 da. Yeah. Sorry. Uh I don't know. I feel weird about this cuz it's a movie that's been like so important in my life until mm-hmm. now for over a year and I feel a little sad I was underwhelmed by it, but mm-hmm. I did like it. Uh-huh. And so like it's a weird conflict that doesn't really matter. Like yeah, it's like you had commentary on it but didn't mean you didn't enjoy the experience. Yeah, like it's I'm journey. I'm glad I watched it and I'm a better horror fan for it. Uh-huh. Um probably won't watch it again, but I don't regret it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't boring or bad. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. It's a movie. Uh-huh. And uh next week. Oh, you know what? I I always get too excited about telling you what's going on next week. First, we got to talk about our donation drive. If you donate $5 or more to any of the charities that I list, also available on the pinned post on our Twitter, you can choose a horror movie for us to review on the podcast. And those charities include the ACLU, Planned Parenthood, and NOW, which is the National Organization mm-hmm. for Women. And you can contact us about your donations. Please donate. Mm-hmm. Um on Twitter at Scream101Pod, on Facebook at Scream101Podcast, and you can find us on iTunes, subscribe and review us. You can give us five stars. Matt probably doesn't want to at the end of this episode, but I respect your decisions. Mm-hmm. And next week, we'll be watching another female-helmed horror movie. This, this one actually surprised me when I was looking it up. I was like, oh, I had no idea this was directed by a woman because nobody talks about this. Mm-hmm. But Pet Cemetery, a classic Stephen King title, and it was directed by Mary Lambert. I'm super excited to talk about this. Um, I've heard people talk about it forever, but I've never gotten around to it. How 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 are you doing? I'm okay. I'm ready for Pet Cemetery. Cool, great. Uh, oh, and Miko Hughes is in it. I met him at a. You always say names, and you expect me to know them. Uh, Miko like... Hughes is the little boy from Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Um, I'm I basically shared a booth with him at a convention I was oh, working for he Fangoria. The cool guy? Yeah, he's like a DJ now. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, he's a guy that has like little lines shaved into the side of his head. He's great. Oh, I want to get little lines too right here. Yeah, he's very small. That doesn't matter. Well, maybe he should have drank his milk and vitamins as yep. a kid. Anyway, good luck on your Fruits journey, everyone. Thank you for joining gold. us once more. Gold. Gold. That Matthew McConaughey movie. Yeah. That's and also a, a mineral. Mm, Craving that element. mineral. It's Remember that element. meme? Nope. Bye. Okay, I'm recording now. Test, test, test. Bars. We're <coughs> back. You need to give me more bars. Bars. Uh, this episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out. The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. 
Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello! You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gorgab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.